It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In the skin surrounding the um, anus, there's a lot of. Uh, irritation and you get itchy rashes yes i do sometimes it's just bad news about dogs and cats clams birds and shrews but rest assured that here to amuse our hand-picked stories from us to you it's the heavy petting podcast show the heavy petting podcast show Welcome to Heavy Petting, the podcast about animals in the news, but not in an upsetting way. He is Clay Rowe, and uh, continuing the theatrical theme from last time, here's an interesting fact. He uh, once was in a production of a play by Thornton Wilder called Infancy, in which the two characters are babies who speak like adults. And this was in junior high school, and yet this play has the word goddamn in it. Yep was kind of lengthy and this is uh that's wayne resnick over there ouch he thinks that we should probably stop doing this silly introduction thing because it's just taking too long and nobody cares wow fair enough why do dogs uh scratch the ground and and fling dirt around after they pee wouldn't you love to know why they're doing it i would i've I, i've in fact often wondered about that well, first of all, they're not the animals, not the only animals that do this. Dogs do it, wolves do it, coyotes do it, and even other mammals like lions do it. It is done roughly equally between male and female dogs, but only about 10% of dogs do it. No, I find that difficult to believe. I can't imagine ever seeing a dog that didn't do it. Well, you might have just been uh, lucky. Yeah. You might have been on the lucky end of the odds. I always assumed it was some sort of scent thing. It's like not only were they laying their scent, but then they were trying to mix it in with the other scent around it. I don't know. That's actually a good start. That's my theory. On the explanation. Now, there hasn't been that much study on domestic dogs, why they do it, but there have been quite a bit of study on wolves and coyotes and what they're doing. So in the wild... Usually it's a a dominant animal trying to basically uh, designate its territory. And so two things are happening when the dogs or the cat or the coyotes or whatever do it. Obviously, they're disrupting the dirt. Yeah. They're leaving physical evidence that they had been there. They were tagging, basically. Yes. Plus double tagging with their pheromones. They have uh, glands in their paws that secrete a pheromone. No. Oh, I've never, yeah. How have I never known that? Is this, know. this is just a coyote thing or is this a canine thing? Uh, well, we'll get to that. Oh, boy. Ooh. Sit tight with anticipation to find out. So the idea is, this is, you know, I've been here. This is my area. Now, dogs don't have really... Territories. Dogs don't really claim and manage 
territories. Oh, I disagree. Little Chip manages quite, quite an estate around my house. Oh, is that so? Oh, he knows the property lines and he will not allow it to be breached. Not by anyone, sir. I Especially see. yourself. Stay away, he says. Not not in that exact voice. Is but. he like the uh, royal guards where he just has to stand there and no matter what you say or do, he can't break character? No, he's just a little mutt. That's mm. all. Sounds cute. Um, with dogs, they think it's similar, but not in an aggressive way, not in a like, this is my land and you shall not pass, but more in a like, hey, just want you to know I've been here. So like, if you know me, if you know me yeah. and we get along, hey, cool. But if you know me and we don't get along, you may not want to hang around here because I've been here recently. It's kind of like leaving a calling card. You know what? That is a very, very good way of explaining it. And to answer your question, apparently uh, these dogs do have... Uh, Pheromone? Yeah, I think a lot of times we consider them sweat glands or sebaceous glands. I think they have sweat glands on their the pads... I always thought it was between the pads. Maybe I've, I misremember. And and some dogs have sebaceous glands in the fur between their toes. Yeah. And so same thing. They produce the pheromones. Anyway, that's why they do it. Huh. And it, and it's not really that it's like, I have peed and now I must paw at the ground for some reason directly related to my pee. It's It's that it's all about marking area. Can I admit something a little bit weird here? Oh, I wish you would. Kind of weird dog paw related. I'm hoping it's as weird as possible. And listen, I know this is kind of gross and I apologize if you're sensitive. Oh. I don't know, maybe forward 30 seconds and you won't have to hear it. I you, I, I love smelling my dog's paws. It's just adorable. Oh, I don't think you're alone on that it's, at all. I, it's weird, I know, but whenever I'm scratching his belly and, and nuzzling him, I just I, I love just taking a quick sniff and pretending like I'm going to eat them because they smell like corn chips. They smell delicious. You know, that's interesting you say that because I don't, I don't have a dog, but I do have a cat, and I was not in the habit of smelling any particular part of the cat until I read there is a big... Um, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Custom, I guess. In Japan, for sure. I'm not sure, like, where else in the world. People love to smell cats' stomachs. Their stomach? The belly area. Yeah, I know where and, I know where the oh, stomach I'm sorry. is. I just, I'm the just, way that you said their stomachs, but you were more like, why Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that their stomach would have a unique smell to the rest of the cat. They claim, in the article that I read said that, the, that people claim that a cat's belly smells like fresh baked bread. What, like? So I tried it. There is a pleasant aroma. It didn't smell like bread. But a cat's belly does have a kind of pleasant aroma to it. See, I've got a lot of cats. Mm -hmm. None of them will allow me to come anywhere oh, near their belly. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they their bellies are off limits. Yeah, you know what it might be? You know what I'm thinking now? That I'm a horrible person? No, 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 not even close. I'm thinking that the whole it smells so good part is, and not I'm not saying that this is being done in a cynical way, but you point out something that's really obvious to people. Most cats are not that free with their bellies. Yeah, it's a very vulnerable position for them to be in. But there are some cats who are. Yeah. And I happen to have one now. 
My cat, you know, bleh, I'm laying on my back. Everything's exposed. If I pet it, fine. They like yeah. it. She likes it. She she loves you and trusts you. I think it's there's a high degree of trust, but also I do think there are just some cats that are maybe in the minority that derive pleasure from being petted on their belly and 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 whatever. Yeah. So here's my point. I wonder if it's really this because it is statistically unusual to have a cat who is that passive about access to the belly, maybe we're inventing the idea that there's a pleasant aroma when really what we're doing, there's like a deep emotional, I'm getting heavy now, there's a deep emotional satisfaction if you have the kind of bond with your cat that your cat is totally cool with you sniffing around their belly. And maybe we're sort of converting that into also, oh, it smells good. But really, it doesn't necessarily smell like anything. It smells emotionally good. Yeah, it's like an olfactory manifestation of our emotional satisfaction that we have this level of a connection with the cat. Or, Maybe. May or or cats in Japan smell like bread. Seems unlikely. That's the other option here that we're working with. I like your theory better. And I if it's okay, I'd like to go sit in the corner for about 15 or 20 minutes and think about it. Because now or after I tell you why lemurs are rubbing millipedes all over themselves? Well, I'm not going to leave now. You're um, going to have to tell me that one. All right. So this is fascinated scientists because, first of all, these millipedes. Millipedes produce uh, any number of toxic secretions so that they don't get eaten. I thought they just didn't get eaten because they're frightening looking and disgusting. No, that's not enough for some animals. Some animals don't. I won't eat them. I, I swear to God, you put you put a millipede in front of me, I'm going to recoil, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be even a little bit tempted to eat it. That's probably smart because of the toxic secretions. In fact, there are some species of millipedes whose secretions are so um, volatile that they can cause chemical burns. Yeah. It's a fantastic defense mechanism. One day in November of 2016, an animal behaviorist named Louise Pecra was watching some red-fronted lemurs. And she saw one get a millipede, kind of chew on it a little bit, and then rub it all around the fur, around the tail and the private area, and go back and forth. Got to make sure you hit all the hot spots. She'd nibble it a little bit, rub, nibble some more, rub, nibble some more. Yeah. And then, by the time she was done, the bottom half of this lemur was visibly soaked with a frothy mix of saliva and the secretions from this millipede. Now, that's a lot of secretions. Yeah. Then later that day, she saw it happen five more times with five other lemurs. She's like, okay, this is a thing they do. And they're using a millipede. Normally, they, you know, you would think an animal would not want to deal with a millipede, and also that these secretions would be um, uncomfortable at best, if not painful or dangerous. Well, turns out red fronted lemurs more than any other lemur species have a high degree of gastrointestinal parasites. Ew. Yeah, it is gross. By the way, most of the rest of this is kind of gross, but for science. And the other thing is 
that when these nematodes, um, I think when the worms start to crawl out of you to lay their eggs <laughs> in the skin surrounding the um, anus, there's a lot of uh, irritation and you get itchy rashes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't mean you. One of the toxic chemicals that millipedes produce is called uh, benzoquinone. And it has insecticidal and anti antimicrobial properties. So they think the millipedes are secreting it so they don't get eaten. But the lemurs have figured out that if I rub this stuff all over my backside and everything, that it helps with the uh, symptoms of having these pesticides inside of me. And the reason that you nibble on them, you, you alternate between rubbing and nibbling is you, you need to keep the millipede in an agitated state because they secrete more. Yeah. Of these toxins that the lemurs are basically using like medicine. Okay. Listen, I've been holding on to it. I'm going to, I'm going to take it out. And that's that story. So what's going on? I'm going to take it out of the box. What do you have? I'm going to hand it to you. What is this? This is a ribbon that I've been holding on to. What is it? I didn't tell you that I was going to be doing this. Frankly, I didn't think that I was ever going to get a chance to use it. That was my favorite heavy petting story. Oh. <gasps> And I present oh, this to you. Oh, wait, so far. So far, yeah. At some point in time, you may need to give the ribbon back so that I can re oh. I can represent it to you. But until that day. Why don't you just present it to me now and I'll give it right back? Because okay. for all you know, the next story in the next episode will be your new favorite. Alright, that's my favorite heavy petting story. The lemurs with the itchy bum. Can I have the ribbon? Do no. you want me to come over there and get it from you? Or no, do you want I'll, to come no, over I'll, here? I'll, I'll reach over. Hold on. Give this. Come on. Reach it. I'm sorry, I can't. There you go. I can't. Oh, I may have just slipped a disc. That was unintentional, Ow. and I'm Ow. sorry. Ow. All right, I'm going to call Kaiser. That's heavy petting. See you next time. My favorite heavy petting story. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.